Because this is a race issue, whether you want to acknowledge it or not. It is a race issue. You can't put a noose on the steps of the Capitol and not be a race issue. You can't carry the Confederate flag and it not be a race issue, right? Can't be. It's impossible. Charlottesville, Virginia. Who won't replace us? You drew your line in the sand. No, it's about race. It's always been about race. It's always been about race. In this country, when you think about the history of this nation, it's always been about race. But that's been your upbringing. What have, what have you grown up listening to your parents talk about? How do they, how do they, when they reference us, what do they call, do they call us blacks? Mm. Do they call us African Americans? Americans? Do they call us Negroes or do they call us niggers? Caesar Walker, the cool, calm, collected one. And I'm Ronnie Gatry, the emotional one. And we are the Tipping Point Podcast, your source for the black male's perspective. <laughs> Walker! We finna cook! Walker, can you come to our game? Peace and blessings, beloveds. Thank you for tuning in to the latest and greatest episode. Shout out to all of our listeners, both new and old. Everyone's here. I'm here. Gat's here. Black's here. We're all here. Fellas, Gat. Yes, sir. How are you, man? I am doing fantastic. How so? Do tell. How was your week? Walker, what's got you all so fantastic? I mean, I mean, I mean I'm gonna lead off. It's gonna sound pretty weird. No, I can't say this. I'll just say this. It was a very productive day at work today, uh-huh. and um, I've gotten a lot of clear vision on a lot of stuff we're gonna accomplish. And uh, as much as I hate to admit this on wax. I took a lot into account that you were telling me about last week in terms of goal setting and task tracking. Okay. What am I experiencing right now? That is awesome. Good for you. Is this what growth feels like? I don't know. You, is this growth? <laughs> I don't know. It feels weird. Yeah, it's growth. <laughs> Absolutely. Walker, I have to tell you about my first world problem of the week. <laughs> Sounds like a new segment. Because <laughs> I was just, it, I was emotionally, I was just outside of myself, not beside myself. Like I was outside of myself. You know, you talk about this alternate reality that I operate in. Mm-hmm. I was even beyond that. That's where this instant, this moment took me. You ready for this? Well, you were really lost then, huh? <sighs> I'm about to get frustrated thinking about it. But okay. I'm going to keep my composure at least for 10 seconds. So uh, get YG from school, right? And he's bugging me about wanting to FaceTime one of his buddies, right? So I was like, dude, you got your responsibilities to do. Not got your responsibilities. We'll FaceTime your buddy. So he knocks him out, takes the buddy's parents. Hey, you said a FaceTime. Yeah, great. Yada, yada. We set it up. Say, hey, hey, I hear the kid. Hey, 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 YG, what'd you, what'd you get for Christmas? What'd you get for Christmas? Say, oh, oh. I got a PS5, man. You know, he's he's Kronk. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. Kronk, huh? <laughs> That's, I, I got to say it for emphasis. I got to take you all the way back. Because I want you to really feel this, okay? Okay. So I'm, you know, proud parent, you know, moment. Like, <laughs> yeah, you got a PS5, boy. 
because of course your ego has to be factored into this. Somehow. Well, Santa's ego. Uh, so, <laughs> so uh, the night or, or the phone call, you know, matures. Oh, what games you got? Yeah, yeah, PS Five. Oh, YG, that's so cool. So YG eventually returns the question. Oh man, what'd you get for Christmas? So he shows him on FaceTime, and the kid end up getting an Xbox One. <laughs> Where's my don't don't don't? So I notice almost immediately YG shifts. He shifts, and so I'm I'm observing. You know, I'm I'm doing something with my youngest son, but I'm observing, and I'm just kind of like, let me see where this goes. Lo and behold. Man, they get off the FaceTime call. YG comes up to me, Daddy, Daddy, my buddy got an Xbox One. I have to have an Xbox One. I said, son, I said, Santa brought you the PS5. I I don't know if we can take the PS5 back to Santa. You know, I don't know if it works that way. If we Mm -hmm. can, we'll have to wait till, you know, Christmas of this year, this calendar year 2021, and stick it at the bottom. This is stuff I told him. Stick it at the bottom of the chimney and see if he can come down, snatch it back, and drop it off of something you want. Now, I'm fully taking advantage of this kid being seven years old, okay? So he's absorbing all of this. And he's thinking. He's like, huh, okay. Well, he, well when's, when's Christmas, Daddy? Oh, man, it's in December. Right around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, you know, after we jumped about it, I was like, no, no, son, you're gonna have to wait. Like, I don't, I don't know how to tell Santa we need this back. And he was like, well, well, you and mommy said that you, you, you talked to Santa. Can you just talk to him again and tell him I want an Xbox One? And I was like, son, you need to learn to be grateful of what you got. And I, and, and I, I put it. And this is some, this is a conversation I didn't want to have with him, but I put it plain and clear for him, Walker. It's like you have to understand. This is a PlayStation 5. So I pull my phone out. I go to Best Buy's website. I pull up PlayStation 5. What's it say, Black? Why uh, you had to ask Black of all people? No, this is for emphasis. What, what does it say, Black? Why you had to ask him of all people? Because I don't like you. <laughs> does it say sold out? It says sold out. Why are you reminding him who's in need of a PS5 what it says? Is my point. Because you wouldn't know the current status of a PS5. I do know. If obviously he's looking for one, clearly he can afford one. So if he doesn't have one, it's key that he can't find one. You think T. Reed has one? Oh. <laughs> Shout out to T. Reed, by the way. No one listening outside of T. Reed knows who that is. Well, maybe that's for you. <laughs> anyway, Walker, why do you keep taking me off track here? I'm taking you <laughs> off track. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> so I show him on my phone like, dude, you cannot get one of these. I said, if all your buddies wanted to go get one, they couldn't get one. You have one that you've been playing and enjoying. And now your buddy FaceTimes you and he's got the old Xbox. You want that? Did you tell him, oh, you can't yes, I'm going off at this point, Walker. Well, you I'm going, like, you going off on your seven year old? Yes, because he's an ungrateful prick. Did you call him that? <laughs> no, I'm, calling, I'm saying it now. He'll listen to this when he's 18. Uh, <laughs> sure, his respect level for you will dwindle. Well, hey, <laughs> but he's 18, it won't matter anyway. <laughs> 
For Walker. He, so so here's what I'm faced with. And I just I I give I give him a little bit about being grateful and what it means to be grateful, right? And I tell him like I reassure him like what you have is super exclusive right now. No one can get it. Okay? All right. So then I had to remove myself from the situation because inside I'm losing. I'm like, who is this kid? And why doesn't he understand or appreciate the value of what he has? Say that again. Who is this kid? And why doesn't he understand or appreciate the value of what he has? Did you catch the key word there? What? Kid. (laughs) Did you did you catch it? Hmm? I called it Walker. Okay. All right. So as I'm processing my thoughts, Walker, I'm just you, you didn't expect that as an adult and as a parent, you was going to have to teach your child the importance of appreciating what okay, they have. OK, here we go. I'm so glad you took it here. I didn't think you would, but I'm prepared. Walker, because you got your notes together. Yes. OK, <laughs> I didn't realize it was going to be so telegraphed. Um, Walker, can you say on the record that at seven years old, you were not grateful of anything you had? Um, I think my parents instilled it in me kind of early in life. Okay. Yeah. So what is the what is the what does him being a kid have to do with anything? The fact that you still have to instill it. Like you're acting like, who is this person? He's a kid. He's a kid. You have to talk to them about appreciating what they have. Oh, I did that. I know. Why the again? Second second podcast in a go uh, in a row. Why the attitude? Because man, like. I don't understand how you go from Christmas Day, which wasn't even two weeks ago, to where you can't even... I haven't showed y'all the video yet, but you can't even contain yourself. Like, he's shaking from excitement. Then now you don't want it? Because he's a kid. Now you want to go retro? Because he's a kid. He's a kid. This is is why kids can't get apartments and, and purchase homes and drive cars. So they have to depend on someone else, a responsible adult, to raise them and teach them right from wrong. Tell them when to go to bed. Tell them they can't have that toy. Tell them no. Yes. No. Oh, I told him no. I'm sure you did. No need for the two. He's a kid. He's a kid. Okay, so I shouldn't get frustrated because he's a kid. Yeah, that's right. You're a kid. Still, you're you're robbing me of the of my here we go. Given right as a parent. <laughs> you see where I'm going here, Walker? Do you see where I'm going here? <laughs> I, you telegraphed it, so. No, but all I'm saying is I'm frust- I was frustrated and I realized just how first world the environment we're raising our kids in is. Okay. And that starts with me. I get that. Like, don't don't think I didn't take any responsibility. I did. Mm-hmm. And I had to really examine and think like, what have I done to cultivate this environment? And you know what I first thought of, Walker? What? Michael Jeffrey Jordan. <laughs> okay. Go so, on. I'm I mean, hear this. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, you know how it is. My 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 boys get laced up in J's on a on a routine basis. They, they can't don't, he don't even know what that is. He doesn't. They they can't even wear them to school because well. they don't fit the color whatever, the color requirements. But I still buy them J's. Right? Multiple. Might as well buy them Reeboks. He don't know the difference. Who? He doesn't know the difference. No, buy him what? Reeboks. He doesn't even know the difference. The nerve of this man. Or Skechers. Y'all need to quit. So they're light when he walks? Yep. 
Y'all need to chill. Chill what? Chill with all this other non-Nike stuff. I'm I'm just saying. I'm not even wearing Nikes right now. <laughs> well, on a cloud, you got on the clouds? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get them on the clouds. No, they don't make those for kids. Thank goodness. I say lucky We kid. buy some sketches and you bring out your J's and we see which ones he like and wants to wear. He probably will pick Jordan at this point. I'm not funding any of that. But I'll tell <laughs> any you of what? I'll t- any any of this experiment y'all want to do. But I'll tell Why you not? one thing. Because I'm about to answer that. I'll tell you one thing. <laughs> if my boy picks out something that's not Jordan's, he going home with one of you. That means as a parent, I've really failed. <laughs> Being ungrateful is one thing, but if my son not being Jordan conscious. <laughs> Ooh, it's like a bad dream. <laughs> By the way, you answered your own question. Yeah. Like I said, I told you, I told you, I realized I had to remove myself from the situation to cool off. And once I cool, started cooling off, I realized I have a big part to play in this. Oh, okay. I said that. All right. You did. You did. You did. Anyway, how was your week, Walker? Um, <laughs> I dealt with the, I dealt with <laughs> That's how you signed on the photo Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> no, I it, it was it was an interesting week work. Yeah, how frustrated you were. What do you mean? What do you mean? I called you the first time. Normally, when you can't talk to me, you just let it ring out. Dude, you picked up and hung up. I I didn't mean to. Dude, I heard like four seconds of that conference call. You were on this. Something doesn't seem right with my boy. (laughs) So I'm multitasking. So this is where I had a multitask fail. Okay. So I had my other phone on me and it rang. You calling me on this phone. And so I'm trying to turn it down, but I hit the wrong button oh. and it picked up. I was like, shoot. <laughs> Can't say hello. Right. So yeah, that's that's when I hung up on you. Yeah. That's when I, hung up. I was like, eh. That gay. was, you know, you know. And part part of me, and I got to be better as a human and as a, as a friend. But you yes, know, you do. There's a big part of me that expects you to pick up every time I call you. But when you don't, it's cool. But man, when you picked up and hung up, you know what that did to me emotionally? <laughs> do tell. Because <laughs> it wasn't my intent. I was like, well, you about to get this. You about to get this. <laughs> he's about to get this bang. I'm about to bang this one on him. <laughs> Pause, by the way. Right. But yeah, like, no, it was it was just, it was a week, man. It was just a week. Uh, in other words, I just had a whole bunch of responsibility um, thrown at me. Gotcha. Um, and, you know, usually when you get, you just don't like the adjustment, man. Like, you just don't like getting, having your world flipped upside down. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, once it's all said and done, I fully expect to be compensated handsomely for <laughs> oh, this. I don't doubt that. Absolutely, you've done, you done pretty well professionally. So. Yeah, so it, it was it, it was that. Um, was that all of your week? I mean, pretty much because it consumed it all. Like I was in, I was on calls like round robin. Dang, Walker. Because again, when when you're having information, when you're having responsibilities given to you, it's it's just offloading of information. It's information overload. Yeah, like it was one one day. 
I was ready to just go to bed after I like it was just so much oh, thrown goodness. at me. It's, okay. it was, it's a lot. It's a lot. And I still have my responsibility, my other responsibilities. Right. So it's, it was just a lot. So well, Walker, I mean, I feel like you can handle all that, dude. You feel like I can? Yeah, dude. Yeah, like if you can handle your son, I can definitely handle mine. Right. <laughs> I guess so. Tell, but me no, what, you're perfect. tell me what I can handle. But he almost blew a gasket. <laughs> Which is which is perfectly fine as a parent. Parents blow gaskets like like we heard before we turned these mics on. Parents blow gaskets. It's fine. Okay. Is that your title? <laughs> Story of your life. <laughs> no, I, but all in all, the, like work work related, it was it was, it, was it was busy. It was busy. Next week, let's see what happens because I'm. It's really gonna be it's really gonna be fun next week. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because it's 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 go live. Like every, this whole week was like, hey, get ready. Yeah, next week is like off to the races. And by the way, no one knows, so figure it out. Some of those type things. I love it. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, other than that, what else happened in the week? Nothing. That was. It's pretty slow this week. Pretty right? slow. Yeah. How slow was it? Well, I mean, <laughs> you said you had some. Now you sent us a group text. This week, do, do you have it, Black? Do you do you know what he said? Because he's gonna act like he forgot. No, I know. I said a couple of things to y'all in the group text. Yeah, I know, again, he forgot. Which so what, one? I've already addressed the first one. What, when I was confirming what time we were gonna meet, that that was the the parental. What did he send? Discourse. He said something saying he couldn't wait to tell us something. That was it. I already got that off my chest. What was the other that was thing? It? Yeah. The, the kid thing? Yeah. I was like oh. really, really livid over that. But what's the next thing? Oh, that's a, that's the only thing we had. That's no, 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 no. Keep reading. Keep that's reading. Light. No, keep reading. That is light work. You're I know the other reading? one. The coworker, I Thank asked you. you. I asked you. Why doesn't he want to read let's, it? Let's let's no, let's set it up. Set it up. Set it up. We can't read it without setting it up. What happened this week, Gat? I mean, some a mob stormed the Capitol. I can't set it up like you do, but you keep asking me to. Do this. Because if it was up to me, that's exactly how we're going to it. Now, I wonder, now I wonder, am I acting like you when things don't go as planned for me? Let's see here. No, you're much more mature. Okay, your word's not mine, but I'm still wondering. Um, okay, all right. Since, since you don't want to set it up, I'll set it up, okay? This week... President Trump, or it was supposed to be confirmed that Joe Biden would be his his election would be confirmed. Right. right? And of course, Mitch McConnell was there. Pence was there pretty much putting the nail in the coffin of any attempt Trump had of preventing uh, or or trying to plead his case of election or voter fraud. Right. Right. So this is going to basically put the nail in the coffin uh, figuratively in terms of his attempts to reverse. He was even even made a call to to Georgia about finding. Um, was it 12,000 votes he needed or something like that? It's Approximately like 11,780. Yeah. OK. Dang. Thanks, Black. Um, yeah. Like he did guy. that. He did that. What? The night before or something like that or the day yeah, before. Before the runoff. And yes, yes, on Monday. And so that happened. And then he had a rally. He had a rally that morning of um, on Wednesday. 
where he was speaking to Trump supporters and basically said that we are not going to let them get away with this. We're going to march down the Pennsylvania Ave- Avenue to the Capitol and we're going to stop this from happening, basically, to his group of supporters. And then after that, chaos ensued. And it was all on the news. I was in meetings. Uh, so, of course, I had to be told after the fact what was going on. You weren't alone. Uh, yeah, I, I was I was unaware under a rock uh, swamped in work. But yeah, so again, that happened. You was asked some questions at work. Yeah, so uh, I had I had someone approach me, and uh, and again, I don't I know I know well enough not to start conversations based off of what we saw on Wednesday. Okay, so I'm I'm just being a spectator Why at this not? point because I'm not here to incite anything okay i don't want you know to be accused as leader of an angry mob inciting a you know a rally of angry black men and their opinions i don't want to be linked to any of that right so i sit and i listen and i observe now if questions are brought to me i'm gonna answer them calmly like you would walker and then i'm gonna leave it at that okay so I found myself in the proximity of a very heated conversation about, you know, some people sharing their thoughts about what happened. These are coworkers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I was approached by one coworker in particular, and she says, well, I don't really understand why black people are so angry about this. Okay. And so she, she, after she's asked that, she says, I'm not meaning any disrespect. I genuinely want to know. A little bit of background. I don't know if y'all remember <clears throat> this the same lady and I had a very very productive conversation mm-hmm. around the time of George Floyd and yep. talking about white privilege. Right. Okay. So I I've in my mind she's she's cool. Like we can have these conversations. Sure. We talked about a lot of tough things before. We're going to talk about something tough today. Uh. So she asked me the question. She says, she says I don't mean disrespect, but I I do feel comfortable asking you this. So in your opinion, Ronnie, what do you think? And without hesitation, I said, well, do you recall anyone being arrested for me and the acts we saw on Wednesday? She said, no. Do you recall anyone being pepper sprayed from anything you saw Wednesday? Well, no. Do you recall any rubber bullet rounds being discharged from a firearm? You know, when you saw what you saw on Wednesday? Well, no. And I said, well, let me just tell you this. <laughs> when Black Lives Matter protests have happened in the streets, public area, where we as American citizens are allowed to drive, walk, do whatever, right? Within the accordance of the law, of course. Um, people that look like me were treated 20 times more harsh than anyone that you saw storm the Capitol building on Wednesday. And I said, the one narrative you're going to hear, if you haven't heard already, is a narrative of two Americas. Now, this is what we mean when we, as people of color, black people, are disgusted by what we've seen. So, to answer your question, respectfully, that, in my opinion... (laughs) is the black response or or that is a response for black people being so angry as you say mm-hmm. 
So, you know, she she kind of, you know, looks puzzled for a second and she admits, oh, I never thought about that. And so then she leans in. She says, well, you know, what happened on Wednesday is way bigger than race. Right. And I said, well, I don't know. <laughs> I said, I really don't know. I said, I'm still trying to piece together what I witnessed. I said, I caught everything late. You know, I'm seeing pieces of this, seeing pieces of that, yada, yada. And. I said, well, can I, can I, can I share with you one piece that I saw that I witnessed? And she said, sure. She said, I I, I said, I saw a man carrying around a Confederate flag in the Capitol building, parading around with it. So when you tell me that this transcends race, that's the first thing I think about. I didn't mention the noose that was hanging outside the Capitol either. I didn't mention that. I just started with the Confederate flag. So you I have, didn't mention it at all. I did not. I did not. I thought about that after the fact. But anyway, oh, fair enough. Um, I said, now it's hard for me to see that flag and not think, you know, something about race. So I, I respect what you're saying in your opinion that transcends race, which it might. But again, you're it asking, don't. <laughs> you're asking my opinion through my lens. When I see that, oh, it's a race thing now. She said, well. You know, I saw that too, but I just, you know, I just, just, people are so angry. People are angry. (laughs) So I listen, you know, okay, well, you know, what, what, what are we angry about? Well, you know, they, they rigged the election. They rigged it. So I'll let you continue. Keep, keep, keep going. Keep going. So, you know, I said, well, well, maybe, maybe they did. Maybe it was rigged. I don't know. I don't, I don't make those calls. Do we both agree that the actions that followed that are necessary for American citizens in trying to preserve liberty? She had nothing to say. She had nothing to say. And I said, I'm just asking you a question. I'm not, I'm not accusing you of anything. I'm not even saying you're wrong, but I just want to know. Let's have let's have a dialogue. And just like with George Floyd, I had to ask you some tough questions. I'm asking you tough questions now. Well, I don't have an answer for that. Is there anything else I can answer for you? No, I think we're good now. So how do you feel? Uh, You know, I I feel like I feel like I did what I do. You know, I (laughs) I'm slow to anger in situations like these. And, you know, people have their opinion about that. Whatever. I believe this is part of my superpower, (laughs) you know, like, like, you know, it 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 was again, it was already heated debate amongst people who agreed. Let me let me ask you this. You said something else. Well, well, I'm I'm going to revisit that question that I asked you, not how you felt about that, just how you feel in general. But we'll get back to that. Some people were. Their their opinions about the attacks they were in agree agreement with it. Yeah, I, I think I think there were there were from what I could absorb there were two there were two schools of thought. Okay, thought one, this needed to happen. Um, what it was, and I'm going to paraphrase it. So forgive me, y'all. No, nah, I mean, yeah, this fine. this need to happen. <clears throat> the roots of this country deal with patriotism if people didn't do things like this i'm not sure the united states would exist this was one school of thought right the other school of thought was 
well is well well is this really necessary like do we have to go through these extremes to get what we want do we have to go through these extremes to prove that there was voter fraud no one everyone in this argument agreed that was voter fraud but they were split on how to go about correct addressing it so that's where like the rumble was gotcha i mean we're talking we're talking five people maybe so don't think it's like huge groups (laughs) no huge mobs so i i sent you a text i sent you a text and i was like so how your co-workers feeling remember that (laughs) yes and you basically was like uh just another day pretty much and i think you said exactly you were like um not sure why everyone is mad this is antifa's doing right someone said that no that was my sarcasm <laughs> hence the ellipsis at the end gotcha fair <laughs> enough fair enough all right so if you had to notice my text decorum if i'm joking or if it's a dry sense of humor joke it's gonna end with that ellipsis i just but i, I didn't know if someone said that and oh, you just i thought i didn't know if that was part of it that that was a little bit from what i absorbed on social media there, ah. there was some there was some you know traction about antifa being responsible for this yeah okay which which yes that is definitely a talking point sure. for sure um but how to overall how do you feel I mean, I feel like I, again, I feel like I did what I was supposed to do. Not about that. I'm talking about what happened at the nation's capital. Oh, man, I'm not. I don't really feel really shaken by it. I don't feel like, like there are people out here that are outraged. I'm not. This is not, this is not, I mean, I, I hate it happened. Don't get me wrong. But like, I don't feel, I don't feel any added level of anger or angst or sadness. Like, you know, Michelle Obama had this this great thing she put on Instagram. And I was like, you sad over this? Maybe, maybe that, maybe that shows my lack of patriotism or whatnot, or no lack of love for country, but I think anyone's question. I mean, okay. but, but, I, but I, but I, but again, I think this is interesting to hear your perspective as someone, cause we, we posted something today about how many of us as black men are kind of checked out. Right. You sound like you're checked out. Checked out, man. Why is that? Because because I'm like, we're we're gonna get all emotionally wound up about this, which again, it was a, it was it was a black eye for America. But I'm still thinking about, <laughs> you know, my sister in Louisville. Yeah, God rest her soul. Yeah, Breonna Taylor. You know what rest I'm saying? I'm still thinking about Philando. Yeah, and I'm like, and I mean, does that make me selfish? Maybe, but I'm like, man. Y'all can deal with all that, <laughs> you know, the capital. Y'all can deal with that, but I'm still, I still got questions about other stuff that that impacts me as a Black American citizen of the United States. Gotcha. So, to your point, in my in my opinion, as a Black male, me being kind of like, eh, it's because of all the built up trauma that's that's happened before now. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? How, I mean, how do you feel about it? I had a lot of thoughts, man. Uh, once I had the time to actually process it. Um, it. You know, I don't say it just to be morbid. I mean, I just I like I guess like you, I wasn't really shocked. I wasn't really shocked because this is something that Trump and his supporters have telegraphed for so long. And. 
you know, I, I say this, I say this is we realize that this man has proven he's proven to be morally bankrupt. Mm. Let's let's just put some politics down for a second. I don't consider myself again. I'm objective. I, I don't feel like any party truly embodies my total total value. So it's hard for me to embrace a party. So it's easy for me to say, let's put our politics down for a second. Right. right. It's easy for me to say that. I know a lot of people are tribal when it comes to their politics, like Alabama, Auburn, for example, <laughs> like we almost we hired Brian Harson, almost hired Kevin Steele. I would have been mad about Kevin Steele, but still would have been saying War Eagle. Yeah. Yeah. OK. So for some people, it doesn't matter who's at the helm. They're rolling with their crew. Right. Yeah. When it comes to that. For the sake of this conversation, let's let's just put it, put that to the side, your allegiance. And then once we're done with this, we can pick our, we can go back to our allegiances. Okay. Fair. fair. Okay. 70 plus million people just two short months ago elected, decided that a man who was morally bankrupt should have access to nuclear launch codes should have access to power we overlook see that's that's the part that kind of trips me out 70 plus million people do you have the exact number black you can look it up while i keep talking 70 plus million people saw a man what do I, okay back up what do i mean when i say morally bankrupt i mean he will do the right thing as long as he benefits from it when he can no longer benefit from it, he's not going to do what's right. Mm. That's why he finally came out in the ninth hour when he was facing the 25th Amendment to say that was wrong. What y'all did. I caused it. But what y'all did was wrong. Right. Because as long as it benefits him, he'll do, that's what a morally bankrupt person does. They're going to do what benefits them, whether it's right or wrong. They don't care about right and wrong. They care about themselves. That man cares only about himself. Right? And 70 plus million people. What's the number? 74,222,593. Decided that that's okay. Which speaks to how morally bankrupt we are as a country. And we've been morally bankrupt. Why? Because this country was founded on racism, intolerance, hatred, rape. I mean, you few up greed, right? We got rich off of these values. Now we present a whole new set of values in the constitution, but the way this country was founded was on some pretty immoral stuff. Will we all agree with that? And we never as a nation decided to address that. We never as a nation decided, you know what? We need to revisit our past sins. We need to deal with that and nip that in the bud. And because we never dealt with it for 400 years, people who look like you and I were enslaved. Our mothers, our sisters, our daughters were raped. Some men got raped. We got separated from families. People never saw their children again. 
people were beaten, taken advantage of for 400 years. And then somebody decided we maybe we should stop this. And we went to war. We didn't have a we didn't have a, a conversation and a discussion about it. And we had a consensus. No, people lost their lives over doing what was believed to be the right thing. Right. Then we had Jim Crow because we never dealt. We never dealt with this. We never dealt with it. Right. And what you have through Jim Crow segregation and, and all of this, you had all this stuff that happened in our country to people who look like us. Right. Because we never dealt with the immorality in this country. We never said, you know what? We need to change. We need to fix that. And as long as we don't deal with it, we enable it. We now become complicit. I don't care what your issue was, whether it was abortion. I don't care if it was Christianity. You felt like you felt like Trump was the chosen one. Put your Bible down for a second. Put your political affiliations. That is a morally bankrupt individual. And you said he should be president. Now, am I saying Joe Biden is a better option? Listen, all last year, you and I went out of our way to criticize Joe Biden. Of course. yeah. Every black man has an issue or should have an issue with, with crime bill. Joe. Okay. He is not, he is not exempt and he is not perfect. Far from it. Right. But it would be a reach for me to declare him morally bankrupt. That's a reach for all of his faults, for all of his flaws. He at least is going to try to do the right thing. He may get it wrong, but he's at least going to try to be decent. I haven't seen that in this man. And this is who we trust as a nation to lead the free world, the free world, the free world. We have been complicit as a nation in this. We've enabled him. We've enabled this behavior. We gave life to this. This was the apex of all of the enabling for four years of this guy. We looked the other way for four years because we refused to stand up against indecency. We refused to, to the point where he feels entitled to say and do the things that he does. He has broken. He has tried to break so many. He has spat in the face of democracy. He spat on the con. He urinated on the Constitution. At least tried to. And people's like he should. So my my thing is how morally bankrupt are we? Is that we don't even know right from wrong anymore. We think we're doing right, but we're doing wrong. Like that's that's just where we are as a nation. This is where we are. Can we talk a little bit? about values real quick sure okay you've heard me say this all last year our value system is derived from our ecosystem in our ecosystem you have your background your upbringing right your your what you hear consistently on a daily basis uh what in people who influence you what they say about the world Right. Your personal experience. That's in your ecosystem, your upbringing. I'll be in a moment of transparency. 
I have had to come to terms with the fact that I didn't want the residue of resentment towards white people that my parents have to land on me. Let's talk about, let's talk about my mom for a second. My mom from much of her, much of her early formative years, she went to school segregated, but right around the time of high school, they decided to integrate schools. So as a teenager, my mother dealt with extreme prejudice and hatred and racism. Boys threatening to fight my mom. She got called all types of stuff. She dealt with so much. And as a 60 plus year old woman, my mom has gone to therapy and still recalls back the trauma that was dealt to her. And there's other people who who dealt with integration, who was integrated into schools. If you ask them, good people, but if they ain't got to really deal with white people, they will not. Great resentment. And I decided from my upbringing that I was not going to allow the residue of resentment to white people to affect me like it did them. Right? Because that's not that hasn't exactly been my experience. But that's my background. We got white listeners here. We got white listeners on a tipping point. What about your background? What have you heard some of your parents say and talk about when it comes to race relations? Because this is a race issue, whether you want to acknowledge it or not. It is a race issue. You can't put a noose on the steps of the Capitol and not be a race issue. You can't carry the Confederate flag and it not be a race issue, right? can't be it's impossible charlottesville virginia who won't replace us you drew your line in the sand oh it's about race it's always been about race it's always been about race in this country when you think about the history of this nation it's always been about race but that's been your upbringing what have what have you grown up listening to your parents talk about how do they how do they when they reference us what do they call do they call us blacks mm -hmm. do they call us african americans americans do they call us negroes or do they call us niggers what did they, what did you hear us be referred to as what was your what was your upbringing like i was transparent about mine what about yours my uh that's rhetorical oh <laughs> that's rhetorical that you're passing the mic bro no, just it's, it's just like what? Yeah. Let's talk about let's talk about because see your your coworker had no clue about why black people was upset. Right. No clue. No clue. Okay, how does that happen? Well, let's talk ecosystem. Let's talk what's in your ecosystem. What's in your ecosystem exactly? Okay, what what were you told about black people? Let's talk. Let's talk repetitious information. Let's talk about the news. Let's talk about media for a second. A few years ago, and that we referenced this here on the podcast, I talked about a certain school in Birmingham who had a drug raid. Mm. Never made the news, right? Never made the news. But it's funny, the same thing could happen to a, a school across town that's predominantly black, and there's no filter all of a sudden. I, but, but we know there's a filter because this certain school had a drug raid. Raid. Police, dogs, drugs. Kids got in trouble, right? 
never made the news. So we know there's a filter there. But it's funny how we apply this filter to certain sides of town, certain color of people, right? When it's the white school, we put the filter on. But let it be black on the black side of town. They'll run that bad news for, for 30 minutes if it fills up the entire segment of the show, right? So if all I see is negative news about people who look like us, combine that with what you've been told about black people in your upbringing. What is your ecosystem telling you how to feel about black people, right? Now, something me and Gatry don't agree with, black, but you know, we talked about music before. We had a conversation about music. You, you say it's entertainment. It's true, it is entertainment, but it's the messaging behind it because who's the biggest consumer of rap music? White people. Oh, white people, white kids specifically, right? Mm -hmm. So when parents get a hold to this music and they see some of our, our hottest rappers, not named Drake, right? They sort of resemble some of the negative stereotypes and some of the things that media has been presenting, right? Right. So it reinforces this narrative and how to think about us. Then you have an experience two years ago in the in, in the mall, Galleria Mall, there was a shootout. Remember that? Black guy got shot that gunned down by police officers. But if I was a white person in that experience and had that experience, and it was black kids who instigated that initially. That marks my experience. Now I see rappers talking about this. I live it in my life. I see it on the news. And then I remember what mama and grandmama and uncle and auntie said. It marks my mind of how to see and view black people. Now when I see a black person in public on the street, I might clutch my purse. When now I see a black person walking by, I might lock the door. That's your ecosystem. So the only way we can deal with that is if we step outside of our ecosystem. How do we step outside of our ecosystem? It's not by having a black coworker. It's not by having a black person in your small group. It's not by having a black neighbor. It's not, that's not how you get, that's called proximity to blackness. That's not the same thing. Stepping outside of your ecosystem and your echo chamber, what people think, look like, talk like, act like you, is having those difficult conversations. Talking to someone who has a completely different experience than you have. Someone who, who sees the world a little bit different than you are. See, when a person experiences that and then they run across you, Gatry, they run across me or a black, all of a sudden they're tempted to say, well, you're not like the others. Excuse you, the others? Who are the others? Because in my ecosystem, I go to church, go to school with, I got friends, I got family who look all just like me. What do you mean I'm not? Who are the others that you're referring to? You're colliding with someone with from a different world, a different ecosystem, a different environment. And until you step outside of that ecosystem, until you step outside of that and have real conversations, I will have a narrow worldview. What am I getting at? The people you saw attack the Capitol have never ventured outside of their ecosystem. At all. And to them, that is how the world works. This is their America. This is their country. I recall 
certain people who started a civil war having that same mentality because they never ventured outside of their ecosystem and for them that you can move the goalpost. see what works for me see i i for, for them the law doesn't apply to them things don't, the rules don't apply to them that's why you can you can you can you can judge black people for marching and protesting peacefully but then look at these people as being patriotic taking back doing what's right taking back the country the confederate army wanted to take back the country right so my thing is is like we again we have to get back to understanding what's really morally right and wrong we've lost our way from the inception of this country and as a black person looking at it it was just wednesday <laughs> it was just wednesday because it's been to your point it's been messed up we've been got it wrong with all of the black people who've been murdered and a lot of people look the other way so it doesn't surprise us that people think it's okay to storm the capitol building and only 13 people get arrested only four people get shot one guy being one one person died who was an officer excuse me where's blue lives where was blue lives matter this week mm. has anyone seen blue lives matter anyone have their number a cop died a cop died i again i don't have to say the obvious because it's been said all week if black people did this we will be under the jail we'll be under the ground how about that we'll be under the ground there's no way on earth we will be able to do this because because we have always been looked at as a threat by people who fail to travel outside of their ecosystem and have real conversations about how this world really works this should be you the united states of america not your america there's a big difference and until we decide to step outside of your little world where you all people look like you talk like you think like you you're going to have a very narrow-minded view of this world and that's dangerous if my ecosystem perpetuates fear and intolerance and bigotry and hate it's okay to stay in your ecosystem if there's no hatred. But when I when I look at Breitbart, I look at all these right-wing news, it's fear. It's hatred. It's I'm, my goodness. There's, it, when you look at what they're receiving, it's no wonder. I'm surprised this didn't happen sooner, in my opinion. It was just Wednesday to me. Like, you got anything, man? Uh, you know, I just said when I think about it, it's like, you know, I look for a lot of jobs, right? Yeah. <laughs> There's never been a job that I applied for where I wasn't required to have experience. But what experience did the president have before he got his job? The rules no. don't apply. The rules don't don't apply. I can move the goalpost when I feel like this is my okay. Richard Barnett. You know what Richard Barnett is? No. He was a guy who was sitting in Nancy Pelosi's office. He do that on the phone? I don't know if he was on the phone, but he was photographed in her office just okay. with, his with, his feet, feet with his feet kicked up. Right? He got arrested. 
he did an interview the following day somewhere my sister told me this, this is a rumor but he basically was saying hey that's my office i paid i pay taxes again i want you to get an idea of the <laughs> could you imagine see y'all looking at me you couldn't imagine no. you no. you couldn't imagine showing your face no, no more right Right? That's just how paranoid we are as black people. We know they looking for us. He says, I have a right to be in that office. That's our Capitol building. That, that, was, the, that was the mentality. This is my America. When you hear people say, if you don't like it, you can leave. You tell people that, okay, you say that to someone who's in your house disrespecting your house, right? Mm -hmm. You don't like how things are organized, you can leave. You say that when you believe it's yours. See, it's not the United States of America. It's your America. We just here. We're mm. intruding. And you trying to take it back. That's a problem with that. That goes against everything this country supposedly stands for. And my thing is, is that if you can judge a black man, a black man for kneeling and no one got hurt, no property got destroyed, and he's unpatriotic, but you can kill an officer, destroy property in the Capitol building. You can do all that and that's patriot, you're moving the goalposts. And it was never about, pro it was never about protesting. It was never, this was a lie. This was, a, again, we're morally bankrupt. We lie. For you to say that Antifa <laughs> did this is a, again, Trump lies and you're willing to overlook that. So that means you'll lie. Like you, you're okay with lying. You will lie. Look how far it's gotten Trump, right? Exactly. He got to be a president by lying. <laughs> oh, oh, that's the blueprint. Okay. Bet. Right. It's, it's to me, it, it was just another day. It was just another day for a black man. What else is new? Cause again, we, have had to cope with dysfunction and trauma being in this world. And we don't have the luxury of just being in a cocoon in our ecosystem. Cause we're not the, we're not the majority. And we're seen as, we have to be aware of the world around. We have to talk to our kids about how to act when you're around police officers. We gotta talk, we have to talk to our kids about the world. If we wanna prepare them for the world. I know I went on a long rant. My bad, man. But I said I said what I said. I just don't know what to say after that. I mean, I can't disagree with anything. I you know. Said. I mean, <laughs> if 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 again, I, I just you know, it's it's just it's terrible, man. It's it's terrible. I get it. I get it, but. If told you so was a race of people, come on, man. It'll be black people. It'd be black. I couldn't. Could you imagine if Muslims did that? If sheiks decide they wanted to, could you imagine? While carrying guns. Could you imagine that? You, you, and you know something you made me think of? Me, just like both of y'all, absorbed a lot of media. You saw a lot of images. You saw a lot of videos. You saw the, you saw the small contingent of blacks for Trump. You saw that, right? Mm -hmm. Which I don't get when you're you going to march right past a noose and you're going to be walk, walk, marching right next to a guy with a Confederate flag. I don't get it. But did you see 
any black people marching in the Capitol building. They couldn't. They couldn't. So even to you so, ain't that crazy. To, to your point. To you your ain't point, that crazy. To your point. You can be crazy enough to walk around the streets with blacks for Trump shirt on. But even you know, when they when they say we storm in the Capitol, there's levels to crazy, right? I'm a I'm a chill. Now, now there were some there, and there was one in the uh, chamber, I believe. There was one. Yes, yes, it was one. I saw one black guy standing there with the group of them when the guy who was dressed like the Viking was in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a black guy in there. I have yet. That's news to me. I saw the Viking picture. Mm-hmm. But it's like it I've was got a, a funny story about like that too. There's always one. Yeah. I wonder what they're thinking right now. The black person? Yeah. Being like diamond and silk. Oh. It was a fun ride. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. It I, was a fun ride. Right. I can't. It, I can't it, even. That was great. Remember when? Mm. Yeah. I mean, again, you're gonna always have. You're gonna always have people like that and ju- just as a disclaimer i'm not i'm not implying that there's anything wrong with being a black trump supporter i'm not implying that i'm not saying that listen 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 he listen let's 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 be real here again i never said nothing about policy or politics right right how can, <laughs> if you care about morals and values because my thing is president trump says he's not attending the inauguration yeah okay the way he's acted up to this point if that's not good enough for your children yeah that's just thing i just want us to think i just want us to think if it's not good enough for your kids to behave like that how how do we shut our brains off I just want us to think. I just, that's all. I just Here want us go. to think. This is how is that okay? Right. How is this okay? For every parent that told their child not to be a sore loser, for every person who told them to to mature to grow to be grateful. That's too. Right. You, do you see yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. how that's do you real. shut your brain off and be okay with that? That's real. That's real. Again, we'll pick our politics up when we're done with this. But how do you how do you in good faith overlook that? Okay, you thought he lost, but my goodness. I mean, you thought he got robbed. But he now we should just throw away the constitution? People voted. People voted. The American people have spoken. That's what happened. They counted votes. That's what happened. Can I ask you a personal question? Go for it. Why are you on the side of corruption? <laughs> That's an inside joke. Oh, sorry, sorry. That's an inside sorry. joke. They're not going to get Y'all that. Y'all are going to get that. But I wanted you to get that. And you got it. So I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. When I'm more like, I don't even know right from wrong anymore. So I'm just gonna just believe, and it's, it's it's amazing how many. My wife was like, "How come people can be told how to think?" And that's my problem again, again. I've come up here and had issues with CNN and Democrats. Like when you think for yourself, at some point you're gonna say, "Wait a minute, hold up, wait a minute, that that doesn't make sense," right? Right? 
I, I just it is to me to me again we've seen we've seen people be again when when kenosha kenosha wisconsin jacob blake no charges they let they let that kid walk clean by after murdering two it didn't make sense right it didn't make sense but i get it now to me i get it we've been this is what we've done as a nation and that train of thought has permeated our politics it's permeated our police departments it's all over the place there are a lot of people we are divided as a nation we are so divided more i it's dangerous because we're willing to do something about this division now it's no longer we stay in our echo chambers we're willing to we're some people are willing to confront people now and that's scary that is scary i don't know how we do this without having a conversation and and coming together but i think we're probably past that point this is a nation built on violence like you said before so we're not going to talk about it we're just going to kill until until it everything sorts itself out i i don't get it i don't get it i don't get it bro all right you got anything else man anything on your mind man Uh, there's i unloaded nothing to say after that walker (laughs) there's nothing to say okay i ran it i apologize i apologize you're not apologizing to me i am apologizing to you because i i I went off sorry that's what i came for actually i'm not sorry um prayer list you know i had the suspicion someone else was dressed like you i'm about to demask you in a minute because i don't know where walker is <laughs> the walker i know what are we looking at for, okay yeah oh that's, that's the one him. black guy yeah okay one day we'll put it up here yeah you know we we got a lot of work to do um we'll take them long to identify him right they probably already have tommy lasorda he passed away today really yeah rest in peace not sure How old was he he was not he wasn't no he wasn't 92 i was about Ronnie. to say i was he like was 72 forgive me holy crap my uh, yeah okay rest in peace yes man. condolences and prayers for him and everyone attached to him um prayers out for dr dre who suffered a brain aneurysm earlier this week um he's said to be Stable condition and recovery, which is my praise report. Okay. Um, then they broke in this house. Tommy Lasorda was so, ninety-three. Actually, you so actually, can, you actually, yeah, that's my player of the week. But go what ahead. What'd you say? Tommy Lasorda was ninety-three. He was ninety. Okay, I, I, I did have that right. Okay, that seems okay. Wow. Um, you remember the baseball game, Tommy Lasorda? Yes. I think, yeah, I think it was on EA Sports too, like back in the day. I remember being on Sega Genesis. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking about. Yeah. Goodness gracious. It's amazing how you attribute him more to the video game. That's how no, young I am. Don't. That's how young I am. I wasn't into baseball like that for real, unlike some people sitting across from me. Um, He agreed to pay his estranged wife. Nicole to me you know we never talked about that whole fallout yeah and it, it's something that I've been tracking but ne- it never made it to my notes and he agreed when, to pay her two million in uh, temporary spousal support well he got it he does do you think that's what led to the brain aneurysm because they're they're oftentimes linked to stress um possibly possibly you think he was in the right position to make that decision at that time? That's a, that's a good question. That's a really good question. Listen, listen. All of that had to do with him giving up the $2 million. 
I, I think when you have a near death experience, it kind of puts certain things in perspective yeah. to like, where you, know you say, you know what, <laughs> this is stupid, right? But I need I need to focus on me and my wellness. You can have it. We got more headphones on the way. <laughs> I hate to put it that way. I hate to put it that way, but like, but but again, you know. but it's funny again. Those experiences have a way of putting things in perspective for you, right? Right, right. and you realize life is short. I ain't got time to spend it on petty stuff. If you want to go, go take fine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, I did want to point that out though. That did come out since then. Um, Eric Jerome Dickey. Oh, I saw this author. Yeah. Passed at 59. I don't know what, I think he had been battling some illness or something like that. I don't know what it was. I don't think this, because I read about it this morning and it was news to me. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I, I I didn't in what I read, I didn't see any causes. Yeah, yeah but prayers sad. to his, again, prayers to him, his family. Um, R.I.P. to him. Did you have anything else? Nope. Discuss the trash. What you got? Not much. Would you like to go? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, let's let's lighten things up if we can. Okay. Let's try. I'm going to eat my words. I can't even look at you, Walker. Would you like me to move over there? Like sure. what? What? What do you? What I think that's there? a more comfortable vantage. What point words are you eating? Let's let's go. Let's get to it. We're going to talk about the CFP. The what does that stand football, for? The college football playoff. What is that? Um, that took place last weekend. It had the best four or the top four, not the best <laughs> top four ranked teams in college football squared off last Saturday really? or last Friday. Excuse me. Yeah, I didn't even know that Walker. You you went on air and you said that uh, my beloved Crimson Tide would wipe the floor with Notre Dame. I, I said was, that. I was Wait a minute, hold on, hold on, hold on. I said that. I'm paraphrasing. I was critical of that. I felt like you didn't respect Notre Dame enough. They don't respect themselves. <laughs> if they respected themselves, they should not have showed up to that playoff game. They should have said, you know what? We're not the number four best team in the nation. Put Texas A&M in there. Give them another shot. Put Cincinnati in there. Put UAB in there. Put anybody in there other than Notre Dame. You're disrespectful. Put Miles College in there. Put Alabama State in there. Put put Morehouse. Put Morris Brown. They just got their accreditation back. Put put my high school in there. I mean, put put your son. Does your son, your son don't play football yet? No, does he? Is no, he not, he's not going to no, play. But I'm waiting for you to name one. One school in particular. Go ahead. It's on your mind. No, it's not on mine. You named your high school. Name your college. No. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Oh, they were. Why not? Why not? They were because Alabama State coming to Auburn next year. Anyway. Anyway. I eat my they words. I eat my coming. words, Walker, but I do stand behind one thing. That game, you will admit, was closer than we thought it was going to be. You didn't think they were going to put up 14 points. You didn't think that. When did they score that last? Uh, it doesn't matter. It don't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't you, matter. You <laughs> so anyway, have you ever looked at a scoreboard and realized it was more to it than what that score indicated? Yeah. Okay. So fourteen take, points. Take that is argument. Fourteen points. Ask take that argument. In Las Vegas. Take that argument and shove it. Because they were never in that game. Who you? Why go- did you text me back? What you text me? It wasn't over when you when I when you texted me. Yes, it was. It was not over. There was time on the clock. Oh, so as long as it's time on the clock, you still have a chance. I'm a survivor of kick six. 
the game was close. Still, it wasn't over. The game was close. It wasn't over. That game was not close. It was not over either. Yes, it was. Everything else was a formality. Uh, Notre Dame scored in the second quarter and the fourth quarter. Who what, asked what, you? What time in the fourth? Do you know what time does it say? You, you can't look at because usually they, you can do the. They they did score that in the, in the last minute, right? The game was good and over, right? Good and over, right? Can I get to my topic, please? Go ahead. I, I'm I, sorry. I've already admitted to eating the crow. I've eaten. No, 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 half no. Of it no, no, no. On camera. No, 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 no. You eat it how it's prepared for you. All right. You prepared. You came it out raw. here. And gr- no, I didn't. I sautéed that baby. I put all types of spices in it. What kind of size do you want with it? Do you? What, what kind of size do you want? Do you want a Bahamian dishes? I you want like you want a piece go- of rice. <laughs> I think we can whip that up for you. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. My Dort topic was simply Walker. Who you got? Um, this is gonna be tough, man. Ohio State. Look, I, I gotta eat a little crow. I thought it was gonna be Alabama and Clemson. I did too. I was wrong. Ohio State showed me something there. They showed you a lot. Um, this you this is a ball game. Let me ask you something. Is what's his face coming back for this game? Uh Jalen? Jalen Waddle? Yeah. I doubt it. It's speculative right now. I wouldn't if I were him. Um, do you need Jalen Waddle? Yeah, I guess what I was saying. No, I forgot what I was asking. I forgot what I was asking. You need Jalen Waddle against UAB. What do you who do you think? Because that's just how he is. It's he, a he, fact. He, 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 it's a fact. Yeah, you need you need you need all hands on deck every week, regardless of who you play. Um what, what who do you got? Who do you have? Yeah, of course you're going with Bama, but what you think is gonna happen? I think I think this is a game where oh we will be down oh a lot Saban of points. Told you, okay, we'll be down a lot of points and then come back. Me, a lot of me, points. My What's a lot of points? What's a lot of points? Seven? <laughs> huh? You know, you, so, be, you know something, Walker. You'd be down a score if your current professional career doesn't pan out. Uh huh. You need to be an interrogator. No, listen, <laughs> listen. Now I want to hear this because I feel like you. you down, what's a lot of points? What's a lot of points? You know you extra. What's a lot of points? I think we're gonna be down. We're gonna be down as many as seventeen points at one point in this game. That's a lot of points. Okay. But in, in my heart of hearts, I really feel like we're gonna win. But I think this is a game where you. You. I think this is this is a game where you're on the edge of your seat for the majority of the game. I hope so. Well, for me. <laughs> Now, now there's there's been some news out there about Ohio State and COVID. I'm not buying into any of that. If number one comes in on offense, we've got a game. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Do you think Kirby Smart has any regrets over how he handled that QB situation? <laughs> this conversation is uh, developing. Uh, he has to. Okay. Got to be. Well, as for what we know now, the game has not been played yet, right? And even when this podcast is released, the game will still not have been played. Once it's released. Right. Can't tell when you've heard this by then. Right. Quarterback for quarterback, Kirby's in the same place with either one. And that's no national championship. Now, if the unfortunate does occur Monday night and Ohio State's victorious, then I think Kirby's got some regret. Okay. But QB That's for fair. QB because at one That's point fair. it was Jay Fromm, Justin Fields. Yeah, yeah. Fromm was playing well. Fromm was no need, no need to no need to bench him. 
Rom was balling. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Um, I, I got I got I'm almost scared to hear this. I'm gonna go with uh I think I think Bam I think Bama's gonna win. Okay. I think Bama's gonna win. I really do. What? Like you felt that way about the last game, right? That's what I'm saying. I hate his gut so much. Cause he's gonna tell you why he does this. What about what? He knows the last I, game is Bama know. and Notre Dame. <laughs> No, yeah. no, I didn't have that same. I didn't have that same energy. I didn't have the same energy. I'm talking Bama Clemson. Wait, again, again, I say, again, I say, he's only gonna hold me to the one game I get wrong. <laughs> he's only gonna hold me to that. He's not gonna say, you know what, Walker, you were right. He did say that, but he's not gonna hold me to that. He's not gonna use that as the baseline for his argument. He's gonna judge what, me what, by the game what I got wrong. Would that be? <laughs> See what I'm saying? But it's different, man. I flew out to California, and I flew out with your broken dreams. <laughs> no, like I've done that. Be- I've done that before. I was on a. I was on a hey, what? hey, I've done that before. Relax. Oh yeah, you went to the Rose Bowl, right? Yeah, you did, Walker. It, where's the Rose Bowl, California? But it broken was different. Dreams? It was different. An ACC school? It wasn't different. It was different. It was different. How's it different? How's it different? Tell me how it's different. Like, what you got? Huh? And I didn't but come on the podcast and say, "Oh, y'all about to whip me? Oh, y'all gonna walk about the stadium?" No, you wouldn't do that. But you, you felt like we? Did you feel like we was gonna win? <laughs> Thank you. What's your next topic? <laughs> See, I knew you was trash. I knew you was trash. I know you trash. Walker, Walker, I'm gonna say so. We'll, we'll get to the next topic. I was pulling for Auburn. For like a quarter to half, but until thirteen <laughs> seconds, you was like, "Yo, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I felt it." Let's go, J Boo. Listen, listen, <laughs> listen. It. I was like, I feel something in <laughs> way in Alabama. I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff are they win the runoff in Georgia and are elected is, to the Senate. This is almost wholly overshadowed by the events of Wednesday. But we can't can, even celebrate good, huh? Right. We can talk briefly about this. What's your thoughts? Uh, I think it's definitely uh, revolutionary for the state of Georgia. Uh, Senate takes con- or the excuse me, the Demo- Democrats take control of the Senate. Yes. Yes. Kamala Harris. She has the tiebreaker. She holds the tiebreaker. Gotcha. Now, what that doesn't necessarily mean is that you, whatever the issue is, you still have to get Democrats to all vote in Correct. favor of. Correct. So a Democrat can still vote against whatever it is Joe Biden is passing. It's okay. just it makes if he wants to get something passed, he doesn't have to he doesn't have to rely on Republicans. Right. For it to get passed through because the Democrats hold the majority. So the Democrats hold the majority of the Senate now. They hold the majority of the House. Yes. I'm not a fan of that, but that's not what we're talking about. Um, I think this is great for one. Actually, I am. Let's talk about it. What? We are talking about Warnock. No, I'm I I'm a fan. I'm a fan of you said you're not a fan of Democrats holding the House. House and the Senate. And the Senate. Yeah. And executive. And executive, right. Didn't even mention that. You said you're not a fan of that. No. I am. In this particular instance. Okay. Well. Because in the spirit. What? The Warnock. What was your topic? 
Go ahead. You said something, and I can't compliment. I can't. I can't. I thought it was a discussion. I, I thought it was too. But I no, never continue. robbed you of your ability of saying things. I just asked what happened to Warnock. We were gonna get to him. We, we started off with him. We can get to him now. You said something. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You talk. You talk. <laughs> I've already talked enough this podcast. You talk. You go ahead and talk. The the biggest the I'm biggest keep my feet up and relax the biggest takeaway that i want to draw attention to in this whole warnock victory thing is um how do you pronounce the name leffler loffler leffler leffler um the atlanta dream wnba team i did not realize just how outspoken they were against their own owner you know why why oh i'm not talking continue (laughs) never mind i'm not (laughs) sorry forgot Who grips the mic and likes to kill their friends? Um. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Shout out to Warner. <laughs> I have no idea. What, you not gonna give just, a shout out to Stacey Abrams? Well, yeah. Listen, Leffler. So, so Leffler was outspoken once the NBA and WNBA resumed play. If you remember, when they did resume play, they were kneeling. During the playing of the national anthem, and they were wearing, uh, they had select key words on the back of their jersey: uh, social justice, reform, stuff like that. They had select words. Well, Leffler was kind of outspoken against that, as to why there were certain select words in that, and she felt like that was being def- like she was basically speaking out against it. She was against the uh, Black Lives Matter, basically speaking to the talking points that that are pretty pre- you know prevalent amongst the Republican Party against uh, the protest and black li- and what black lives matter black lives matter as a movement represented mm-hmm. okay and so that angered a lot of the players on the team and women in the WNBA abroad across the uh, across the board gotcha so that's what that that's what that was coming from okay and that's how I even got familiar with her because of that I had no recollection of any of that until this uh, early this week gotcha yeah wait a minute of what of the whole of the WNBA players oh having essentially rebelling I didn't didn't know she was part owner of the dream like I found all that out this week gotcha but in 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 the scope of everything that was one of the more powerful viewpoints of this whole Warnock victory thing in my opinion now Warnock's statement about his mom come on now I mean come on now listen, listen 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 You think your boy didn't get a little emotional after reading that? No, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's not get lost on the fact that he is still a pastor and he still got bars. Okay, yeah, yeah. Some pastors just got bars. Let's just just keep it real. They know how to deliver that point. He's got Birmingham roots too. I mean, my thing is you're the pastor of what church? Ebenezer, yeah. Associated with who? Doctor. Martin Luther King. You better have bars. <laughs> the Kang. <laughs> you better have bars. Yeah. So, yeah, no, of course. Like that very, very prolific statement. Well, Walker, let's share the mic. What do you think? He ain't gracious. Wow. Um, <laughs> I wasn't even prepared. <laughs> no, uh, I'm happy for them. I'm happy for the state of Georgia. Um, yeah, man, I'm just happy for the state of Georgia. And it's it's funny, it happened ex- a lot like how the election went. Like it started off, 
Like when 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 they first when they first start tallying up, I was like, oh, they count they count the, the Atlanta area first. Like I can tell you can tell who they were counting, <laughs> and then of course because of the Atlanta metro area, they were still counting as the night went on, as as other counties and what were were done, and Leffler and uh, what's the other guy name? Purdue. Purdue. They took the lead, and I was like. Wait, they still not counting Atlanta? Oh, they got it. I, I was like, I knew, I knew it when, when they said how much was of the yeah. vote was still left to count. I was like, oh yeah, they're done. They're done. Did you see the state? Like, you know how they stay have they divided in blue and red? Yeah. That I mean, that to me is just so so telling. In what of way? So I mean, you you look at it, it's overwhelmingly red. Georgia was sure, you in know, the rural areas. Rural, yeah. you're looking at the but rural you, areas, but, you, but you, it shows that how dense these pockets are that were blue. And the one I could, I still can't get my mind wrapped around. Savannah? No, no, no. Savannah, very liberal town. I'm talking about like Columbus, Lagrange area. That's a lot of black people there. I didn't realize that. Is that a military base near there? Yeah. Okay. Yes, yeah. it sure is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a while since I've been through there. But um, I was just shocked by that. Yeah. So hey. And, 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 and hey, 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 don't don't link your don't link your comments to black and democrat. We're not a monolith. Go ahead. We who asked you? <laughs> Continue on, sir. You said liberal. What does that mean? Doesn't mean black. Doesn't mean Democrat. I'm a liberal Republican. I I was talking about Columbus. You said there's a lot of black people there. I know I know a lot of black people from Columbus. Okay, they went to but Auburn. you were linking that to the Democratic presence because we're talking about the blue areas. Columbus is like 30 minutes from Auburn. 35 minutes from Auburn. Right across the state line. So why'd you I know a lot of people from there. Why'd you feel the need to say there are a lot of black people there when we're talking about the democratic presence of Georgia? Because there are a lot of black people living in Atlanta metro area too. Okay. Very and and for the most part, your big city areas of most states are like that. That's how Pennsylvania was. Okay. Philly, Pittsburgh, more more lean more democratic so my disclaimer walker was we're not saying that all black people are democrat because we're not a monolith do you want to write disclaimers if you you know do you want to address what i'm saying yeah do you want to write disclaimers (laughs) will you address what i'm saying easy way out just say i agree so if he tells me Walker, two plus two is four, is it not? That's kind of what he does, right? Sure, black people aren't a monolith because I say it all the time. Continue on, sir. But black, so black people voted in droves for 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 Trump in Atlanta. I don't know. I wasn't talking about that. You wasn't? I was talking about the state of Georgia, and I was shocked about the Democratic pocket. But are you saying that I've said that all black people voted in one way? I never Did you said say that, that you said that. What are you saying? I'm saying no, no, no. What are you saying? No, no, no. Let's, let's do you this. Brought up black people. And we're talking let's about this. Democratic pockets of Georgia. I know, but why what would are you bring saying? Up black people. Why, why, no one ever said anything about race. I said. Not in this particular. Are your topic. coworkers here? <laughs> Not this particular topic. <laughs> We're taking a bird's eye view of Georgia. Sure. I, said, I said the naked eye looks at Georgia and it says I red. know a lot of people live, black people live in Georgia. But what does that have to do with the Democratic pocket? How did they vote again? I don't know. 
I know some black oh, people. He, now he's dancing. You I see, know, you I see? Know, he's I know dancing least, now. I know he's dancing least, now. I know at least three black guys <laughs> no, that no, voted no. for Trump. What were you surprised about? I know about? at least three black guys that voted for Trump. We just saw him. At least. At least. You know. At yeah. least. Okay, let me ask you this. How did Columbus I know area Black vote? Lives Matter Wait. is a thing. Wait. How did Columbus vote again? How did that Columbus area vote? It was, there were pockets of blue. Pockets of blue. Yeah. In Columbus. Yeah. There's no pockets of blue in Columbus. It's blue. Ain't no pockets <laughs> of blue. They didn't break it down that granularly. When your semantics are done, get to your point, please. Oh, now, now, now you want me to get to the point. What I'm saying is, I know a lot of black people there. So what I'm saying is, is they probably did vote. If they did vote, they probably voted blue. I can't say that. They probably. I'm not saying you can say that. What's your point? You said there are a lot of black people in Columbus. Right after I'm talking about the geographic. Sure landscape of georgia and the votes sure that alludes to the fact Uh uh-huh that everybody black in columbus voted democrat that's not what i was saying that alludes to the fact no 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 no, no. that alludes to the fact no 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 if you can dance let me dance (laughs) chris brown (laughs) it's okay walker your back's against the wall you remember you're supposed to be cool cop and collected I am the least racist person in this room. Thank what? you, Walker. Yes, you are. <laughs> you never figured out how to use that in this episode. <laughs> and that's how you use it. You Did you have another topic? <laughs> I did have a topic, but one thing I don't have is time. So uh, did you have anything else? No. Okay. <laughs> let's uh let's get some shout outs on the player of the week out of here. Uh we're gonna switch it up. You go first with your shout out, Walker. So my shout out. I can't believe we did that. <laughs> you were cool comic collected. No, you just argued with me for nothing, is what you did. Anyway, um, my shout out goes to Diddy. What did Diddy do? Diddy, over the course of the holiday, he provided COVID-19 relief to more than about 175 Miami families and actually paid their rent um, over the holidays. Um, this is of course courtesy of News One. Um, Basically, he noted that there are families in Miami struggling to make ends meet, um, felt the brunt of the effects from COVID. And then Combs just stepped in and was just determined to help those facing fi- facing financial burdens. Um, he has what he calls the Sean Combs Foundation. He provided rent money for nearly 200 families. He also distributed cash, gift cards, care packages amongst the residents. To further his efforts, he joined forces with Miami-based nonprofit teams exercising extraordinary success to advance their youth empowerment program. So what I want to do is just shout out Diddy for uh, being charitable and thinking of others, not only during the, uh, the pandemic, but during the holidays as well. So shout out to that brother. Definitely dope. I love stories like that. Um, Walker, I'm going to give you some more local flavor for my shout out. I'm going to shout out two sisters. Yes, future, they're real sisters. Samantha Dunson 
and her sister Loria James. Why am I shouting them out? For well, I don't know if this is the first time in history, but these are two sisters who are both serving as judges in the city of Montgomery. So they were born and raised in Montgomery. Both went to Alabama. Both studied law there. They're uh, oh, they're two years apart, by the way. But um, younger sister got inspired by older sister. What do you black? What is your deal? Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Where do you get these people? Oh, <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. it's just one. <laughs> At any rate, uh, see, this is what I, this is the thanks I get for stepping outside of sports for my shout out. Okay, I'm going back to sports next week. Oh, everything's a personal tag against you, huh? <laughs> Just this. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, younger sister, inspired by older sister as she pursued uh, a career in law. And uh, they both, based on their backgrounds, had dreams and desires of making a change in the judicial system in which they live in Montgomery, Alabama. So I think it's pretty dope that both of these sisters are serving as judges in Montgomery County, I believe it is. What? Ramsey High School has eight judges serving right now. How many are brothers and sisters? Two. Really? Twins. The ones I just named? No, but we have eight from our high school serving right now in the city of Birmingham. Man, Just saying. I, I never thought shout outs would be contentious, but <laughs> that's when black comes in. <laughs> you put the con in contentious. <laughs> Who played themselves? Uh, <laughs> Walker, mine is uh, Mine, uh, mine made headlines. Uh, I think this was yesterday. Uh, Chris Malone, <laughs> <laughs> you may remember him from the UTC mocks college football powerhouse. Don't do that. Do not do that. Do not do that. Why would you let me go? No, don't do that. <laughs> You're so disrespectful. Hey, hey, hey. T- uh, Terrell Owens went to UTC. Okay. Your point. None. <laughs> Chris Malone, he felt away after hearing that Warnock won Georgia. Was so, it just Warnock? Hmm? Was it just Warnock? Yeah, yeah. Cause cause Chris Malone, he knew. So, what so the he deal didn't let was. he didn't let Ossoff he let Ossoff buy, but when Warnock won, Warnock. he really just Warnock. Because okay. you know, Malone, he says, you know, I know what happened. You know, and again, this is Thursday. This is a day after what we saw in D.C. So he's he's turned up, right? So he goes on like most cowards do, and they go to Twitter to get their emotions off because I'm not man enough to share this publicly on an open platform. So I'm gonna go tweet. I'm gonna go hide behind the device. And I quote Caesar Walker: "Congratulations to the state." Of Georgia, and he didn't put that in there. A lot of typos in here. To the state of Georgia and Fat Albert, as he ats Stacey Abrams, because you have truly shown America the true works of cheating in an election again. This tweet goes on to continue, and I quote again: "Enjoy the buffet, big girl. You earned it. Hope the money was good. You're still not governor." End quote. So, Walker, you know, last week I, I was telling you about 
another uh, elected official servant, public servant, who had some, you know, ill-advised words about a person of color who got, you know, uh, who's recently put in a in a high-ranking position, and the tweets that ensued from that, right? Um, right. What's different here, and Mr. Chris Malone is um, that guy in Wyoming is still employed. Chris Malone was shown the door. Um, UTC, their athletic department went on record by saying our football program has a clear set of standards. Those standards include respecting others. It is a message our players hear daily. Standard we will not waver on. Then they promptly showed Mr. Malone the door. Chris, I'm sure you're listening to us now. Got a special message for you. Congratulations. You played yourself. Hmm. I didn't know getting people registered to vote, educating them on where to go vote and why it's important to get out to vote was considered cheating. Walker, I'm going to ask you again. Why are you on the side of corruption? (laughs) I need answers. Define corruption. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we should have said. That that would have been... That would have been classic. I may actually go respond to that now. <laughs> okay. Y'all right. check out our IG. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, anyway, uh, my, sh- my uh, pl- not shout out, but player of the week goes to the four people, low lives, um, the skid mark of society who decided that it was a good time to rob Dr. Dre's house while he was at the hospital suffering from what get what? So so you could, you could throw these vicious terms out Mm -hmm. the skid marks of society in quote. You didn't like that. I liked it. It was, it was, it was artfully crafted. Yeah. Okay. But when I want to, to uh, uplift UTC mocks sarcastically, it wasn't sarcastic. It was a house. <laughs> Why do I get flagged? Because UTC ain't did nothing to nobody. All they tried to do was have a respectable program. And here you go. Here you go throwing shade. I'm talking about two people who have thrown their life away. While a man almost died. Almost died. Right? Okay, Walker. And while he's away, oh, this is a good time to steal from him. He got it. He'd be all right. Right? It's going to take a few, you know, beats, pills, and. <laughs> this is terrible. And I'm glad you guys. And it was an attempted uh, robbery which or burglary, which means that they were unsuccessful. They got caught, apprehended, and are now in jail. So, uh, to the four people who attempted to break into Dr. Dre's house at one of the lowest points of his life, Ren has some words for you. You idiots! That's all I got, man. Walker, you um <laughs> I was I was expecting you to bring it today. Tonight on this super chilly night what in Birmingham. Bring what? Bring it. Okay. And I'm gonna say, Walker, you far exceeded my expectations. Did I? Oh my goodness. Was that okay? Uh, yeah, you could have dropped the mic after that, dude. You you spaz like like towards the end. I was like, do we even need to do the segment at the end? 
I was thinking about how we're going to rap because there's, I mean, I'm serious. I had nothing to say after that. So thank you, whoever you are, th- because a- again, the Caesar Walker I know would not apologize. I felt for like such I, a message. again, I, you know, it's a conversation, but I really felt like getting that off. Oh, that's um, right. hey, hey, hey! Can I remind you of something on yeah. our 108th recording or whatever this is? You've given me ample time <laughs> to get my wacky emotions off. So don't apologize for getting your pointed, introspective thoughts off. No last toe there. I'm mean, gonna have to give you that. Yeah. Uh, Emphasis on wacky. <laughs> you caught that too, huh? Yeah. Just saying. Listen, guys, uh, thank you for tuning in if you're still here. Um can <laughs> <laughs> share this with someone who you know would enjoy this podcast. And uh, guys, also, uh, please, please subscribe. Follow us on whatever you're streaming this podcast from. Also, go out to our social media pages. We're on IG as well as Twitter at The Tipping Point. That's T-H-A Tipping Point. Got a website that has all of that. I'm going to say it again, but this time Gat's going to say it. What's the website? TheTippingPoint.com. That's T-H-A TippingPoint.com. Thank you, my good friend. And as always, may the Lord watch between me and thee while we're absent one from another. Go in peace. Be safe. Be productive. Take care of yourselves. And as always, I'm Caesar Walker. That guy over there is Ronnie Gatry. And together we are the Tipping Point Podcast. Thanks again for listening, guys.